Hey there, welcome to the Agents of Revival podcast. If you're ready to be healed and take full accountability of your life by evolving into your best self, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Andrea Griffin Rogers, and I'll share with you winning steps as well as personal tips and anecdotes on how to go from brokenness to wholeness and from scattered pieces to inner peace. So come on in and join me on this healing journey and let's become whole together. Enjoy it. Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Andrea here. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. Thank you so much for your support. And I pray that all of the messages that I release to you stir your faith, give you hope, but also encourage you, you know, show you that woman or man in the mirror and help you face and be accountable for your own healing. Healing is out here for us all. God gives it to us freely, but you have to do your part to go out and seek it. And so, as I talked about before, if you've um, been on this journey with me and you haven't missed an episode, we are now in a new series called the Devotional Series. And today's episode is part two, and we're talking about assigned to this. So yesterday was um, anointed for this. Now it's about being assigned to this. What does that mean when you're assigned to it? And then how do you show up now that you're assigned to it? Before I get for, go any further, let me say a quick prayer and then we'll get into this word. Spirit of the living God, come to you right now. I just want to say thank you for allowing my brothers and my sisters to receive a word from you. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. Let there be no interference, no disruptions, no distractions in this moment, but just the presence of the Holy Spirit. Your children need you right now, Father God. With so much going on in the world and in each individual's lives, Father God, we just need a moment where we could just touch and agree with you, where we can just sit and meditate on your word, to sit and just be saturated with your presence, Lord. So speak, Lord, your servants are listening. May you get the glory, honor, and praise from all of our lives. We keep none for ourselves. And I pray that this message falls on good ground and produces good fruit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, guys. So uh, assigned for this, I, I or assigned to this, rather. Um, I was having a conversation with God and actually my spiritual mentor, about assignments and how a lot of times when you are given a thing, God assigns you something, a purpose, a vision, a plan, even if it's um, something that maybe you didn't plan, you know, like it could be a job opportunity or a job move that just suddenly came up or uh, you found out that you're pregnant or what, whatever the thing is, like it's it's part of your assignment. It means it's part of the trajectory of your life. And so if God gave it to you, you have to understand that he will get you through it. Now, real quick sidebar, <laughs> you have to know if it's God or not. And that comes with discernment, prayer, and sometimes fasting. You got to make sure you're hearing from God because don't just make a move that seems good and it's not God because then you'll be out of alignment for your assignment and God won't bless it. God won't give you the grace. And part of the grace that we talked about before is God's um, strength, God's favor on it, God's rest with it, God's peace. 
If you are faced with something or you are given a task or a chore or an assignment to do and you don't have some of those key things because those are tied into the fruits of the Holy Spirit, then that means God's not there with you. It's not to say that for people that have an assignment with you and you may say really quickly as well, oh, well, this is giving me a, a headache. Because I've had moments too in my assignment in this purpose of Agents of Revival where I felt flustered or frustrated. And then I have to take a step back to see, okay, am I operating in my assignment, but now I'm doing something in my own strength. See, you could be operating in your assignment and then be doing it in your own power, trying to make something happen in your own power. And then you have to take a step back in that moment, like I've had to, to say, hold on, let me let me take a rest. Let me sit and pray about this thing. Let me, if I need be, go on sabbatical. Like, I got to be recharged and refreshed because I feel like I'm pouring from an empty cup. I feel like I'm doing too much. I, I can't think now. But again, it, what are you assigned to? That's what it ties into. What are you assigned to? If it's your assignment, even when it comes with moments of frustration, you'll still find a peace. That is in your heart. You're not ready to to officially give up. There's moments where you might feel like quitting. Because you just feel frustrated. But you can't give up. There will be something in you. A peace in you. That says. Though this was a frustrating day. I can't quit. I, I, I still desire to do it. That desire won't leave you. But if you are doing an assignment and the desire isn't even there to do it anymore, that's probably a key, you know, principle that you're not anointed for anymore. Like God's grace has left. And so you want to be obedient when that happens. Why am I talking about these things? Because we talked about for for the majority of the season about how it's not personal, it's spiritual. And how God has you in different seasons of life. Uh, and I broke it down with the terminology that we see in the Bible with the children of Israel, where you might be in your Egypt season or your enslaved season, where you're kind of in the world, doing things of the world, doing things the way the world does it. And then you get to the point of God's deliverance comes into your life or what we call like salvation comes into your life and God starts to do a new working in you. That's the wilderness. That's the transition that the Israelites went through when they were leaving Egypt and going to their promised land. But there were steps in between. They didn't just go from Egypt to promised land because they weren't ready for that. It says it in the Bible in Exodus that there was a shorter route. God could have took them on their journey, but he understood that they're not ready for that yet because if they face the giants that's on that path. They, if they face the battles, the people that they're going to have to slay and conquer on that journey that's in their promised land. Cause again, the enemy doesn't want you to have your stuff. And so even though God may freely give it to you, it comes with work. So the enemy's going to attack you at every corner. If you are just leaving out of your slavery state, so to speak. And again, this is spiritual stuff, guys, not personal but if you were a person in a personal bondage of slavery i'm so sorry you had to go through that and i pray your strength and recovery in the lord but a spiritual thing if you were enslaved to addiction to um sex drugs alcohol to fast living to selling selling drugs even if you weren't doing it whatever whatever your thing is whatever your caveat is that had you in bondage to sin sexual sin and all anger is a sin um 
cursing people out <laughs> is a sin. I mean, it's it's a whole list. I can't really think right now. Uh, you got to go read the Corinthians to check out when uh, I think it's in First Corinthians twelve, where Paul breaks down like what's the difference of the acts of the flesh and fruits of the spirit, and so to continue on this message, <laughs> um, you might be in whatever stage you're in. But you have to understand that there's an assignment for it. So God may not take you from your slave state of Egypt to your promised land just yet because you may not be ready. So there's a process. There's an in-between point of the wilderness and Midian, which is the waiting room before you can get to Canaan, which is the promised land. Along that journey, each part is assigned to you for a reason. It's birthing something out of you. Even if you feel like it's pointless, you have to ask the father the right question of what is this doing in me? What are you trying to produce in me, father? What is this birthing out of me? And then let God do the work, partner with the Holy Spirit to do the work as well. And let God do the work in your life. And so wherever you are, you're assigned to it. The enemy can't take you away from it. He can't knock you down from it. Now you can mess it up yourself and then you got to kind of start back over again. Got to put you back on the potter's wheel and start you back over again. You don't want to do that. <laughs> Trust me. You do not want to do that. You want to continue going forward. And as you go forward, you have to understand three key things when it comes to being assigned to this to help you sustain at that level. Number one. Remember that you're here for a reason. This is why you're assigned to it. You're here for a reason. God would never have allowed you to elevate to this stage or to even get to this next stage in your life if he didn't assign it for you, if it wasn't a purpose for it. I don't know the purpose, all the purposes for because I don't know each individual person on here. For each individual, it's different. You know, I talk about the waiting room for me. Um, was that God wanted me to learn a new language and also that there were some trust issues I had with people in terms of trusting that if I gave them an assignment that they would do it and so God was saying to me I can't take you to your Canaan just yet because and when you get to Canaan when you get to your promised land there are going to be people that are going to help you with the assignment because the assignment is too heavy and too large for you to carry on your own you got to trust the people i send your way so god is working in me at the waiting room stage on that so that when the time comes to, for me to ascend for me to get to my destination that i'm ready i'm equipped god's doing the same thing for you so if you are somebody that's at egypt and you're trying to get to the wilderness there's some things that you have to learn even in Egypt, like the children of Egypt, the children of the uh, Israel, excuse me, had to learn. They had to learn that, that God was still there. Hello, somebody. That's one of the big things, because how many of y'all, you know, for those of you that may be further along in your faith, how many of, of y'all remember where you started? Do you remember where God found you? Do you remember when you were like the prodigal son and you were lost? You were the lost sheep. Do you remember that? I do. And so I remember where God found me when I lost my way. When I got caught up in sin. When I got caught up in the world. I remember where I was when God found me there. And then he had to rescue me from Egypt. 
Now, I know some of y'all may be saying, oh, I've been saved all my life. Baby, miss me with that, okay? I I was born and raised, basically, in the church. I was dedicated to the church at the age of four months old by Dr. Reverend Leon H. Sullivan. So, I, I've always been in church culture. I've always been born and raised in the church. I, even when it came to my schooling, all of my school years, even my college years, I went to Catholic schools. So... I've been entrenched in this thing, but that does not mean that there wasn't a time of milk and meat stage of faith where I was a child and I thought and acted as a child. But when I became an adult, I put away childish things. That means that when I transitioned from my childhood faith that was piggybacking off of the faith built by my ancestors, so to speak, built by my grandparents, my great grandparents, my godparents and the village of saints that raised me. I had to start to develop my own faith. And that normally comes, I would pretty much say, once you get into the world, for some it might be as early as 17, 18 when you get into college. But if you don't get into college and you um, just start living on your own in your 20s, that's when you have to start developing your own faith. Because your parents' faith helped you get to that point. But there comes a time where you have to learn your faith for yourself. You have to develop a personal relationship with the Father for yourself. And so that's what I'm talking about. That that place, that, that point where the church says you were born again. Where did God find you there? Where was your there moment where you were like, you know what? I, I got to rededicate myself to the Father. Even though I've been doing church and I've been showing up at church every single week, I never took a Sunday off, but there came a point where it became stale for you. And then you had to come to a point where you were like, you know what? I have to establish a personal relationship with the Father for myself that's outside of this religious tradition of me showing up every Sunday. And so that's your born again moment, so to speak, where you're like, okay, God, I need a fresh wind, a fresh awakening from you. And so he takes you from that slave Egypt, rather, if it makes you feel better, say Egypt, Egypt stage, and he takes you to the wilderness because now he has to do a working in you. Now there's some pruning that has to be taken out of you because you've been doing your faith up to that point um, for so long and it's not going to work at that next level. And then from the wilderness comes Midian, the waiting room, the middle point before you get to Canaan, your promised land. And each way, there's anointing along that way. You're assigned to each point because God's developing something in you. God's doing a work in you. And as I talked about before, while you're assigned to this level and you graduated from the level you once were, tell the story. Somebody behind you needs to hear how you got to that point. Even if you're not at your there moment. They need to know what it took to even get there so that they could hold on and continue on their journey to get to where you are. Count it all joy. Don't despise small beginnings. Don't despise where you are. Just because you feel like, well, the assignment should be much bigger. The, the place should be much bigger. Be thankful that you're there. Hello, somebody. Because there's somebody praying to be where you are today. So be thankful that you're there. So remember, you are assigned to this. God would have never allowed you to elevate to get to this point if it wasn't part of your destiny. If it wasn't a purpose for it. No matter who agrees with the decision. 
Because there are going to be people who feel like you shouldn't be there. Who feel like, well, because of what they went through or didn't go through, you should have took this way or you should have did this or you should have did that. You can't listen to them. Your assignment is not their assignment. Now, there are going to be partners that will come along to help you with your assignment, but they won't have the exact same assignment. I'm realizing that with me, you know, I have a team now and even though each part of my team, they have their own assignments because God has a purpose for them. So though they have partnered with me to help me on this journey, that's part of their assignment, but the totality of their purpose is not to is not to be just linked to my ministry and what I'm doing because God has already given them a vision that he wants to do in their life same thing goes with you I mean even if you think about a job let's say that for example those of you that work in corporate offices you know that there's something on your heart that you actually really love to do so though you show up at this particular job that's paying you and you work that job that doesn't negate the fact that you are a wife It doesn't negate the fact that you are a mother. It doesn't negate the fact that you love to cook or you love to paint or that you have an entrepreneurial idea or a a creative, innovative um, technological advancement that you want to apply into the world. It doesn't take away any of those things. It's just that part of your assignment. So right now you're assigned to go to that job, but that's not your whole purpose. It's just part of the assignment. It's part of the purpose that's going to get you to your destiny. Because God calls us everything to work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. There's a grand scheme purpose at play, even though at times the assignment changes. Just like for some of you, you have worked different jobs. You didn't just work one job for the next 50 years. You had jobs before that and you might have jobs after that. Because it's all tied into the grand scheme of purpose. You're assigned to where you are today for a reason. You may not like it, but if you don't like it, ask God what you're meant to learn at this level. I'll give another example. I remember before I started on this journey with my own ministry, I was working at a company. And for legal reasons, I won't say what that company's name is. But I was working at a particular company and... I did not have a plan at that time when I was working for this company. Even though God was speaking to me, I didn't know the Holy Spirit's voice for myself at that time. or I didn't think I knew. So I had to keep praying and praying about like, well, are you speaking to me, God? And, and what are you saying? And can you make it clear, make it plain? And so as I was working that job, I just thought that was my purpose. And, and I had a plan that I set up that I was going to work there for a certain amount of years. And I was going to work my way up to the top and so forth and so on. But God said, no, you're assigned here for a reason. And what I eventually learned upon leaving that job was it taught me some things that I've been able to apply to my ministry. So it was a season. It was an assignment temporarily. It wasn't meant to be permanent. So you got to understand that though you're assigned to something, though you're assigned somewhere, it's not permanent. Heck, even for some of you that are parents. You're a parent, you, you're only a parent for a particular time. If you realize, and if you do parenting well, your assignment shifts as your child grows older. You are assigned to birth them. And then from that, you're, deci- you're 
assigned, excuse me, to develop them. And then from that point, you're assigned to help them. That gets the teenage years because they need help in it. And then after that, you're assigned to assist them in their adulthood. But it's all an assignment. It's your job to steward it well. You're not meant to keep them as your own. You're meant to help them grow, to develop, to be the people that they need to be in God's kingdom and in the earth. It's all an assignment. Grand scheme of purpose, but parts of an assignment, parts of the whole. Um, Number two. So number one, real quick. So you're like, well, what was number one? Number one was remember to, that you are assigned to this. Number two, no man or woman can close a door nor take you off your platform if God has placed you there. What do I mean by that? I mean that you're called to make a change wherever you're there is, wherever your promised land is, whatever your assignment is. You're there for a reason, for a purpose. Make the changes needed. Stick to your assignment. Do the work that God called you to do at that level. I don't care how many people are coming against you. I don't care how many people don't like you. I don't care how many people are talking bad about you or are trying to um, get you fired or get you to move out of the neighborhood or are trying to, um, you know, say how much you don't deserve to be a parent, whatever it is. How many people are saying that you don't deserve to have the career, to have the business, to have to write the book, to uh, own that real estate company, whatever. Whatever the thing is, you're their moment, your promised land moment, your assignment. It doesn't have to necessarily be like your promised land moment. It could just be an assignment, your midway point. Whatever it is, I don't know what it is. It's, it's too much to really try to go down and let's try to think about what your thing is. But wherever it is, it doesn't matter how many people are coming, how many people are coming against you. Let them come against you. Oh well. Say what you need to say, but don't stop building. I talked about it before in the It's Not Personal a Spiritual series of Nehemiah. Nehemiah did not stop building the walls of Jerusalem just because people were coming against him. He understood his assignment. And so he continued to build his assignment. God is not going to change his mind about you. If he assigns something to you. If he gave you a purpose, if he gave you a vision, if he gave you a midway point to do the first step of the assignment of the grand scheme of the purpose, you got to do it. God's word will not return to him void, as it says in Isaiah 55, 11. So he's not a man that he should lie. If he told you and called you to it, he's going to bring you through it. Nobody could take you off your chariot because God placed you there. So it doesn't matter if they don't like it. Oh, well, too bad. Let them talk. You keep building. You keep working, you keep toiling, you keep doing what God called you to do because he's the one that's going to sustain you there. The enemy's job is to sit there and be like a lion. What, what does that mean? That means that it's not a real lion. So it can't roar as loud as a real lion can. It's, it's roaring like a cheetah. <laughs> okay. And so though it's making quick moves to try to take you off of your chariot to try to push you out the way. It's not going to sustain. Why? Because God has the final say. God is bigger than your problems. God is bigger than your demons. God is bigger than your enemies. So let your enemies do what they need to do. Say what they need to say. Just don't let them enter into you. 
Let them talk over there. You keep building because God placed you there for a reason and for a purpose. Do your job. Excuse me. And that brings me to the third point of remember that the Holy Spirit has your back. So continue trusting God every step of the way. The enemy is frustrated right now. That's why he's coming against you. That's why they're talking about you. That's why they're trying to attack what you have. Attack your property. The enemy, do- the enemy doesn't want you to have it. But you can't get distracted by that. Nehemiah never stopped building just because people said something. He learned to trust in the Holy Spirit that got him there. Same thing real quick. I'll give you scripture with um, Elijah. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19, God never changed his mind about calling Elijah the prophet or the seer and calling him to do and perform miracle signs and wonders in the earth. Even though in um, in 1 Kings 18 and 19, you'll see that Elijah, he first called for the, for the drought. It was a three-year drought. Then he called for rain. Then rain came. But King Ahab did not like him because he not only... Um, punked basically is a better word to use punked the prophets of Baal their idol worship and showed that the one true God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob the one true God of Israel is the one true God but then he had the Israelites kill the false prophets and so this frustrated Jezebel which was King Ahab's wife and it caused, which was so crazy because Elijah did so many miracles up until that point and wasn't afraid of anything. But for some reason, Jezebel's threat to Elijah of I'm going to do with you what you just did to these prophets caused Elijah to be afraid and he ran. Even though he was assigned to do what he was called to do, he still had a moment of humanity where he ran afraid. And you know what? God didn't say, oh, well, since you ran I'm going to change my mind. No, God dealt with him at the cave as we see in first Kings 19. And God says to him, Elijah, why are you here? And so Elijah gives the rundown of like, oh, well, I did what you assigned me to do. And, but the people are coming against me. And so God caused an earthquake to happen, a hurricane to happen, a thunderstorm to happen, fire to break out, whatnot. And every time Elijah looked for God in that, he wasn't there. And each time God still kept asking him three times, Elijah, why are you here? It was to understand that I don't care about your excuses. I've given you an assignment and no matter what chaos is around you, I'm not in that chaos. But I'm the still small voice telling you to keep going. I've assigned you to this for a reason. Keep going. Don't give up hope. I would have never put you here. I would have never given you the authority. I would have never, never given you the anointing or the power to do what I've called you to do if I knew that you couldn't do it. So don't look at all of the fire and brimstorm that's coming around you. Don't look at all the haters that are saying things against you. Don't look at all the threats of your enemies. I will handle your enemies. You just focus on my voice, the voice of God, and do what God is calling you to do. You're assigned to this. For a reason. And so real quick rundown. Once again. Number one. 
Remember, you are assigned to this. Number two, no man can close a door nor take you off your platform if God has placed you there. And number three, remember that the Holy Spirit has your back. So continue trusting every step of the way. I can't tell you how many times I've had moments where people have wanted to come against me, wanted to come against the anointing God has placed on my life, wanted to come against the assignment that God has for me. People that have even wanted to um, not hear it, people that wanted to come against it and, and you know, attack me on it, try to knock me off my chariot, try to de deter me from what I'm doing. But like Nehemiah, I had to stand flat footed and say, I'm going to continue the assignment God has placed me on, whether you like it or not, because I'm anointed for this. I'm devoted to this. That's what the devotional series is all about. Understanding that you have to be devoted to what God has called you to do. You're anointed for it. You're assigned for it. Be devoted to it every step of the way. Don't let anybody or anything take you off of the journey or the path that God has placed and laid out in front of you. Continue walking forward, knowing like footprints in the sand, he's carrying you every step of the way. And so I pray this message stirred your faith and gave you some things to think about and helped you along your journey. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord God be gracious to you, show you his favor and give you shalom, give you his peace. Take care. God bless.